Grab your Bibles. Um, go to the book of Genesis. And we are on the back end. We're going to wrap this series up for what God is doing and what God is saying in our midst. Now let me, um, one thing and then we're going to move into the message. Um, Tuesday is a very, very important day in the life of our country. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to go out and vote. Amen. Make sure you have a voice. Don't, don't miss that opportunity. Um, we don't care what you are. Just go vote. Just go vote and have a voice. And then um, next Sunday we have a very, very special group that's going to be leading us in worship all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they're going to be with us beginning this Friday. But what are we going to do Friday night, beginning Thursday, Friday night, we're going to dedicate the time here just for prayer and worship. So if you want to pray and just worship all night, come on out. We're going to be here and we're going to allow God to be God in our midst. Amen. Amen. Let me read verse 22 on down then we're going to pray. And then chapter 32, thank you. Chapter 32, Genesis chapter 32. And then 22 on down. And to keep me on point, I have um, eight things I want to share with you about this passage. We've been talking about breakout for quite some time. So I want to encourage you to get the um, podcast if you haven't downloaded those to listen to it. But I want to be very practical today to talk about breakout so we can get to where God would have us to go. So let me read verse 22. Opens up by saying, that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the hip of Jacob's socket, the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. Then Jacob replied, I will not let you go until, unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with man and have overcome. And Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Then the next verse says, so Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Repeat out of me. Say, I need to be broken, need to be broken. So, God so God can bless me. Turn to your neighbor real quick and say, neighbor, neighbor. you need to be broken, so God can bless you. Amen. Now, let me say this, and uh, well, let me pray, and then I'm going to walk through this, and I'm praying that God would bring to remembrance everything that's been deposited. Speak, Lord, for your servant heareth. We want to be who you would have us to be. We want to change. We want to be different. We want to be whole. So we give ourselves to you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, for the past three or four weeks, we've been talking about this particular story, not so much in chapter 32, verses 22, all the way down to, what is that, um, 32. But we gave a lot of literary context. And today, I want to put that all together and hopefully you will see why we did what we did as I talk through the intentional steps, the things that we need to go through if we're going to be broken so that God could bless us. So I want to just come across more what I'm going to refer to as principle formats. I'm going to extract eight principles from the text and then we're just going to talk through them. And then Wednesday we're going to flesh that out some more. For those of you that were not here, we've been talking about this man by the name of Jacob who was a descendant of Esau, of, I'm sorry, of uh, Isaac, who was a descendant of Abraham. Now, you will all know the old patriarchs. You would hear um, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. But so far, he has not been the God of Jacob. 
He has only been the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac. So today, uh, Jacob is going to join the list of patriarchs that, that we hear historically throughout the Old Testament. And I want us to, to go through the process of brokenness. The important thing you need to know about Jacob is that he had a birth defect. Come on, say he had a birth defect. Come on, everybody say that. Say he had a birth defect. Now, the reason I need you to point out and to hear that he had a birth defect is because I think it's important for us to know that I have a birth defect and you too have a birth defect. Amen? Let's begin there. And, and don't fool yourself into thinking I'm perfect, I'm all that. I'm going to say to you, stop lying because the Bible is clear in 1 John. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So come on, own up to your birth defect. Are you with me? We all, we all have one. We all have something that we need to work on. This fellow's, his was manipulation and, and, and his mama was an enabler. And we saw it was something inherent or locked into his birth line in that it was transferred down from generation to generation to generation. What we have in front of us today is Jacob now is on his way back home after he had manipulated his brother Esau into stealing his birthright, stealing the blessing that his daddy had for him. And his brother set out to kill him, so his mama sent him to her brother Laban to spend 20 plus years there. Now he thought he was running from Esau the whole time, but the whole time he was in, uh, dealing with Laban, God was doing a work in Jacob, but Jacob could not see what God was doing. Laban and Jacob's situation turned um, bad, and now Jacob is on his way back home. The problem with going back home is he must pass the neighborhood where his brother Esau lives. Now, this is where I want you to start to see his character. As he is going past, getting ready to encounter the neighborhood, he sends people out ahead of him to feel out the land, to spy out the pathway, to see what it was like. Message came back that Esau now, Jacob, is coming to meet you. And what I find humorous about the text is that Esau isn't coming by himself. He's rolling 400 deep. I like that. I mean, like 400 deep. You got to say it just like you in the hood, 400. Yeah. <laughs> he's rolling deep. He's rolling deep. And, and, and because he's coming now, Esau is scared. Esau is nervous. I mean, thank you. Jacob is scared. Thank you, y'all. See, that's what we got minister. Jacob is nervous. And, and, but what, what I want you to see is he's trying to manipulate his way out of the situation. He's trying to manipulate Esau to be accepting of him. And everything that he's doing is not working, but the whole time God has been with him. Okay, and God kept trying to show him who he was, that his presence was there the whole time. But Jacob was unable to see the presence of God because he was locked into his birth defect. Now let me say this by way of application real quick, then we're going to move into the text. My challenge with seeing God being with me the whole time is because I know how to do it. And I don't trust him to do what he say he's going to do because I can't see him. But I can see me. Come on, y'all, let's be honest. And I have history on what I did that has me where I am in life. And my problem is I keep hanging on to my history and I keep doing me, but the whole time God keeps saying stop doing you because I, if you keep doing you, you're going to miss the true blessing. So get this. So to prevent me from doing me, there comes a time where God's going to put me in a headlock. Yeah. And, and so I need you to hear me say to you this morning, um, there's going to come a time in your life to get to blessing, we must go through brokenness. Does that make sense? So I want us to look at this wrestling match this morning because God has said to Jacob, enough is enough. You've done you long enough. Now it's time for me to intervene. It's time for an intervention so I can take you to the next place so you can get the blessing. Are you guys tracking with me? So tech team, stay with me. Put the first slide on the screen. Um, we're going to walk through this, and I want you all to see exactly what we're going to be doing here and so on and so forth. So I have eight of these things that I want to talk about that. Number one, the process of brokenness begins 
when we eliminate the things that distract us in life. Let that settle in. As long as you're focused on watching OWN every night when you go home. I'm talking about my house. I'm talking about y'all's house. Yeah. If that's all you do, too much distraction, you won't see the need for brokenness. If every time you go home, you have to watch your favorite show or fill the house with noise. Or, or you always have to go somewhere, be it go to whatever your favorite place is. If it's the movies, if it's the clubs, if it's such and such a house, whatever it is, to, to avoid being alone because solitude drives you insane. I can't stand the quiet. Number one, the process of brokenness begins when we eliminate the things that distract us in life. You guys are tracking with me. Let's look at the text. Look at verse 22. Now, he's down to the wire. That night, the text says, Jacob got up. He took his two wives. He took his two maidservants and his 11 sons. And he crossed the ford of the Jabbok all the way to 24. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions Look at verse 24. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. God wants you and God wants me to get to that quiet place where all the distractions are gone so we can hear from him. Well, let me say it this way. So he can engage us. The reason a lot of us can't get to brokenness is because the moment we find ourselves in solitude with God, here's the first thing we want to do. Turn on the television, turn on the radio, call up your friend, or avoid the interaction because we can't handle being alone. I want to say to you, if we can sit still long enough so that God can get your attention absent distractions. Come on, don't think about the boyfriend. Don't think about the girlfriend. Don't think about the husband. Don't think about the job. Just sit there and say, nobody but you and God. I am guaranteeing you that God is going to show up and listen to me. He's going to initiate a wrestling match with you. Don't miss the text. Don't miss the text. Don't miss the text. The text, here's what you need to know. The text does not say that Jacob went looking for this man to wrestle with. The text says the moment he found himself in silence, a man showed up. And then notice the text. The man did what? Look at what it says. He says here in verse, Jacob was alone. And look at verse 24. A man wrestled with him. Not that Jacob wrestled with the man, a man wrestled with him. Not that Jacob wrestled with the man, a man wrestled with him. Not that Jacob wrestled with the man, a man wrestled with him. Y'all got to hear me. Not that Jacob wrestled with the man, a man wrestled with him. Because I don't have sense enough to engage God because I'm too caught up in me. But God loves me enough that he's going to initiate the wrestling match. And I wish I had somebody in here. And he's going to come get me in the lonely moment and says, you too dumb to know what you're doing. So I'm going to show up. And he initiates the wrestling match. And if we don't know that he's trying to get us to brokenness so we can bless him, here's what we're going to do. We're going to avoid the fight. And the cycle continues. And we're going to go get up, caught up in the cycle of noise and distraction. And we're going to miss what God's going to do. Are you with me? Sit still long enough, he's going to show up. When he show up, let him fight you. Because here's what the fight sounds like. You know, you can't be having two girlfriends. You know, you ought not be doing. Isn't it amazing? 
in the quiet times is when we start, come on, y'all. But here's what we do. We shut, God, like, God, what's on television? We shut the voice out because we don't want to fight. In the quiet times, he is going to show up and he's going to engage you. And the reason for the engagement is to engage us in battle. And here's Jacob's mistake. Jacob was afraid of Esau and he was probably on the guard. He had sent everything away and then all of a sudden somebody shows up out of nowhere and has him in a headlock and they're wrestling. If I'm Jacob, I am thinking, dang, one of Esau's boys snuck up on me. Come on, y'all. He, 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 he didn't know who God was. And, and the last thing he expects is that God's going to show up and fight him. So he's sitting all by himself and somebody hits him. And he's like, man, this one of Esau's boys. So guess what he does? He gets up in the flesh and he starts to fight spirit in the flesh. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know, it's God trying to get your, thank you, man. It's God trying to get your attention. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to engage spirit in the flesh. And I'm telling you, you're going to lose every single time because you're going to fight the wrong person. You're hearing God. You're hearing God. But because you don't know it's God, because you've got a problem with the Esau's in your life, because you've got a problem with Shaniqua and Jackie and Tom and Billy and all them stuff, you think it's them fighting you. No. 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 You're all alone and you're thinking about how they wrong you. He was doing the same thing. You think about how they took advantage of you. He did the same thing. Come on, you're fighting the wrong battle. Ah. It's God that's trying to get you in a headlock so he can set you free from Shaniqua and them. But if that's all you're thinking about. Are you hearing me? It ain't like you don't know the scriptures, for we wrestle not against flesh and power, which I had somebody, but principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness in high places put on the whole armor just that sometimes God is going to show up in the spirit. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, stop fighting the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell all this, all the neighbor. Stop fighting the wrong person. Yeah, you got, you got, you got to hear me. So, 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 when you find yourself at night and you can't sleep, don't holler my mind playing games with me. No, it ain't. God's got you. And he's trying to get you to engage him. Try praying a little bit. Try talk. I wish I had somebody in here. Try engaging him. A little bit and watch how the wrestling match is going to go. Number two, go to the next slide, y'all. Go to the next one. I got, I got uh, six more of these things to go. So now watch this. Breaking, brokenness occurs at daybreak. This is nice. When the light of God is allowed to shine on or in the dark places of your life. Look at verse 24b. So Jacob was left all alone. And a man wrestled with him, how long? Everybody say that, how long? How long? Come on, how long? Very, very important, very, very important, very, very important. The goal of the wrestling match is to bring light to the dark places of your life. And if you look at Jacob, darkness symbolized the life he was living. He was a mess. He was a manipulator. He was a trickster. He was a heel grabber. And the I like the text because it says that wrestling match continued until, listen to this, darkness was completely gone. Because you got one little thing and you got over that thing. You think now the light's on. No, baby, it's still dark. Are you hearing me? And the match needs to continue. Are you hearing me? So, so that thing is going to go on. 
uh, it, it's going to occur. Here's when broken, brokenness occurs. It occurs when the light of God is allowed to shine on, let me add this to this now, all the dark places of our lives. Because the moment we get past one thing, there's something else. Come on now. And the moment we get past that one thing, there's going to be something else. So here's what I've learned to say with God. When I find myself on the surgical table and God has me open and he's removing something, I say to him, don't close me up until you get it all. Are oh, you hearing me? Keep me open until I, you get it all because here's the mistake I'll make is that if I get off the table and it's still dark, I won't be able to see where I'm going because even though one thing might be removed, I'm still walking in darkness. Are you with me? So brokenness only occurs when the light of God is allowed to shine when God shines light, when God shines light on your and mine's dark situations. Does that make sense? Number three, let me keep moving. Go to the third one. Now watch this one real quick. And we're going to walk through this so you can see what it's saying. Brokenness occurs, I like this, during the what? And my parenthetic, don't abort the process. My wife always says this when she speaks, that when God starts to dig and uncover some old stuff, it's going to start to stink. And what happens is, because we don't like the way it smells, we run. You kind of get what I'm saying? I'm going to read the text. It occurs during the mess wrestling match, so don't abort the process. If God has you processing, if God has you thinking, if God has you dealing with an Esau predicament in your life, don't say forget about it. Don't think you can write it off. Don't think you can erase it because here's what's going to happen. He's going to bring you around to another cycle so you can face it all over again. Until we completely deal with it, we're not ready to move on to the next place with God. So quit running. Are you hearing me? Look, look, at what, look at what 26 says. Let's read this. It says this here. Um, it says this. So Jacob wrestled with the man until break, break. And when he saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the hips of Jacob's socket so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Let me look at 26 again. So that the socket of his hip was wrenched. And notice the phrase, as he wrestled with the man. As he wrestled with the man. It's in the wrestling that God breaks and heals and fixes. It's in the wrestling. It's in the fight. It's in the engagement. As we spend time in, in, in engaging God that we start to hear clearer, we start to see clearer, we can understand what he's saying. Don't abort the process. Now let me say this. The process doesn't feel good. The process is embarrassing. The process makes you look, come on, I, I want you to hear me. But don't abort the process because grandma them didn't have good theology. So they wrote songs like says, I'm so glad trouble don't last always. Here's what that means. The process will be over and God's going to raise you up on the back end. Stick it out. Are you guys hearing me this morning? Come on, say amen if you're hearing me. Don't abort the process. I cannot overemphasize that enough. Stay engaged in the wrestling match with God. Are you hearing me? Okay. Number four. Go to number four. We're making progress. Go to number four. I want you all to see this. Okay. Now, let's slow down just a little bit because I want you to see this. This is where the church fails. Uh, four. When God engages us to break us, we need not fool ourselves into thinking we are in control by attempting to manipulate God into blessing us. His goal is brokenness before the blessing. I'm going to read that again. Then I'm going to read the text so you can see it. And I'll show you how we do that. When God engages us to break us, don't fool ourselves into thinking that we are in control by attempting to manipulate God into blessing us. God's goal is brokenness before the blessing. 
Look at the text. What verse is that? 30, no, it's to be 26. That's the wrong, because we're in Genesis 22, right? 32, 26. Thank you, 26. Look at 26. You guys are there? I need everybody to see this. Well, go to 25 for context. Everybody there? When the man saw that he, the antecedent noun would be the man, could not overpower him. And I, I want to explain that carefully to you all. Okay? He touched the hip of Jacob's socket so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Look at 26. I got to slow down here for a few moments. Broncos play what, tomorrow night? Tonight, what time? So we got time. Good. Yeah, let's, let's. Oh, but Dallas plays, though. That's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go see Dallas. Okay. Now watch this. This is important. This is important. Watch this. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you what? Do you guys see this? Let me read it one more time, and I'm hoping somebody will see it before I explain it. Verse 25. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the hip of Jacob's, the socket of Jacob's hip, I keep saying that, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you what? Now, look at this again. Put that back up on the front screen. It says here, when God engages to break us, we need not fool ourselves into thinking we are in control by attempting to manipulate God into blessing us. His goal is brokenness before the blessing. Let me paint a picture. Jacob is engaging this man and, and, and Jacob somehow must have had a grip. Let's say they were wrestling and Jacob pulled or something and he had the man pinned. And now the text says, when the man saw that he could not overpower Jacob, right? Then he says to Jacob, the man says, let me go for his daybreak. Watch manipulation, manipulation. Since I got you down there, you're going to bless me. I'm going to hold you like I had Esau. Y'all not hearing me. And he was hungry, and I had the food, and he had the birthright. I ain't going to give you none until, yeah, y'all get this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give you none until you bless me. He was manipulating the situation. He put on the goat skin, and he went into daddy's bedroom, and he says, daddy, I've come to feed you. But the whole time, he's manipulating the situation because he wants God's stuff, but he doesn't want God. So, 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 so watch this. I, I've got you and I'm going to pin you down until you bless me. And, and now he's trying to manipulate the situation. But the problem is he fooled himself into thinking he was in control. The text says, when the man saw that he couldn't overpower Jacob, remember with me. The man wasn't trying to fight a physical fight. Because if it was a physical fight, the fact that he touched the hip of his socket and jacked him up, it said he touched it. It didn't say he hit him or pound him. He says, oh, you think you got me? Let me show you who I really am. Ah! Oh! He showed him. That if this was a physical fight, you would have lost a long, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have lost a long time ago. But here's my problem. I'm not trying to hurt you physically. I'm trying to get to you spiritually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that your mind is so strong, you won't let me. I wish I had somebody in 
And the problem with you and the problem with me and the problem with God, it's not the physical. We're so headstrong, we won't let him in. And sometimes he'll touch you to remind you, if I want in, I'm giving you an option. Don't be so crazy as to thinking that you're in control, that you're going to manipulate me. I wish I had. No, no. Don't, don't make, don't make, don't make, don't make those kind of mistakes, people. Here's what we do. We down and we're in prayer. And man, we think we got God's attention. So God, here's what you're going to do. Since I got you in a headlock, I'm going to start tithing. And here's how we're going to work this out. When I tithe, you're going to bless me. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. We get all spiritual. Lord, my auntie's sick. And since I got your attention, I'm going to pray and I'm going to do this. I'm going to start showing up at church. Heck, I'm going to come on Wednesday night. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to heal her. You can't manipulate God into thinking that you're in control. Are you hearing me this morning? All he has to do to show you who's boss. Because it's not a physical fight. Overpower is not physical. It's spiritual. And you all will say this. God will not force his way nowhere where he's not invited. But he will show you, if I want in, I can get in. So the car accident shows up, but you live. <laughs> The drug overdose happens, but you live. Cancer shows up, but you live. Come on. Bankruptcy's filed, but you live. Come on. Divorce happens, but you live. Y'all not hearing me. You lost your job, but you live. All that is, is God going like that. I'm going to show you who's in control. It ain't got no, I wish I had somebody with you because he wants in so he can break us, so he can bless us. But if we keep manipulating, are you hearing me, church? Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Let me hurry on. Let me hurry on. Go to the next one. Number five. I'm almost there. I got three more to go. Now, here's the thing. This one, this, this is going to jack you up. This is going to jack you up. This is where you're going to leave. All right? Yeah. All y'all going to leave. Security. Lock the doors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To go from brokenness to being blessed, even while we think we have God in a headlock, we must publicly be willing to publicly acknowledge the truth of our birth defect. Where he get that one from? Go to Genesis 32, 27. Watch this. Watch this. So the man asked him, no, 26. Then the man said, let me go for this daybreak. Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. What's your name? Jacob, he answered. See, if you, if you read that on the surface, you'll miss what's nuanced in the text. Remember with me, if you go back to Genesis chapter 22, the reason this booger was named Jacob was because when he came out of his mother's heel, I mean womb, he was grabbing his brother's heel. He was manipulating, he was tricking, he was supplanting. So here's what the text pointedly says in Genesis chapter 22. Because of what he was doing at birth, they named him Jacob. So here's the thing, J name in Old Testament, the Hebrew word Shem is directly connected with the character of a person. Eve was named Eve because she was made 
from the dust of the ground. Are you with me? She was taken from man. Adam was named, thank you, Adam was named Adam because he came from the earth. Moses was called Moses because he was drawn out from the Nile. Are you with me? Joshua was called Joshua because his name meant Savior. Come on. On and on and on and on and on. Every biblical Old Testament name was directly linked to the character of the person. Here's the angel and this man while Jacob has him down. What's your birth defect? Here's what he says. I'm a trickster. I'm a supplanter. I manipulate my way. Unless you're willing to say who you really are. You're not willing. And notice what I said. Publicly acknowledge. Because this is what's funny about this. We think that's not who we are, excuse the grammar, but everybody know. <laughs> everybody see it but us, right? Because here, what's your name? My name, Derek, then you are, he ain't no Derek, he ain't nothing but. That's what we do with each other. Come on, come, come on church people. We see the character even though we hear the name. And so when people are not around, we refer to them by their character defect. I wish I had somebody in here. And here's what God is saying. Listen, Jacob, if you expect transformation, you better tell me honestly that you know who you really are. What's your name? I'm a liar. Be honest with yourself. What's your name? I'm an adulterer. What's your name? I'm a drug dealer. What's your name? I'm a prostitute. What's your name? I'm a fornicator. What's your name? I'm a whoremonger. What's your name? I'm a manipulator. Come on, come on. What's your name? I take advantage of people. Be honest with yourself about who you are so God can begin a transformative work in you. You got to say it, 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 you got to say it. You got to say it, you got to say it. 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 I have no problem saying the guy you see in front of you today is not the same guy that I was yesterday. Are you with me? Neither am I the same guy that I was 10 years ago. Neither am I the same guy that I'm going to be tomorrow. Are you hearing me? It's a progression. It's a progression. And if I want to get into tomorrow, I better be willing to deal with what I am today. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me? Come on, I need y'all to hear me. Don't pray, God bless me, but your name is still Jacob. God didn't raise up a nation of people to be called tricksters and manipulators and supplanters and heel grabbers. When his children goes out into the world and they mention their name, he wanted to see his character and who he was infused in the very nature of their name. The reason mama and them gave you that name Jacob is because what you were doing, it is not who I called you to be. Are you hearing me? Deal with it. Don't abort the process. Deal with it. Let me hit, what were number? Five, three more. We're almost there. Next one real quick. Go to the next one. Here's the thing. To be blessed by God, we must overcome our struggle both with God and who? Very, very important. Very important. It's not that you can beat God. But I need you all to hear me say this. Here's my struggle with man. I can't beat him, so I'm going to manipulate him. Here's my problem with God. I don't trust him, so I won't let him fight for me. <laughs> That's my struggle with God. So I've got to overcome that. You kind of get what I'm saying? And the only way to overcome my struggle with God and man at the same time is to let God fight man for me. <laughs> Are you hearing me? So, so watch, watch 28. Read, read 28. We're almost there. We're almost there. Then the man said, your name will no longer be 
Jacob or Jacob, but what? Israel. Now here's what Israel really means. God fights for me. Okay? That's what the word Israel. Go do an etymological study that you're going to find out. God fights for me. Let, me. let me just give you this illustration and we're going to move. You will notice that whenever the Israelites went into battle, here's what the Philistines and here's what the other pagan nation would say. Their God fights for them. And guess what? They would take the box. Come on, y'all know the box. The Ark of the Covenant. And whenever they had the box, God was showing up. And sometimes they didn't even have to raise a sword. God would just fight for them because that's what their name meant. So here's what he says to Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, quit trying to fight Esau. Let me handle it. Yeah, you get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. I know he's 400 deep. But, but I'm a million deep, Jake. I got him. Let, come on, come on, come on. I have charge over the angels. I wish I had somebody in heaven. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof. No mountain too high. No valley too low. Let me fight for you. Quit manipulating your way in situations because I am with you. Are you hearing me? So, so, so. Quit calling yourself Jacob. Call yourself Yisrael. El. Yahweh fights for me. Are you with me? Let me get ahead of myself. And I ask you all to read Wednesday night chapter 33. Here's how the story ends. After all this was over, the text says he goes on and he walks. And he bumps into Esau. And here's Esau. What's up, bro? Man, I ain't seen you in so long. How you been? Where you find them women? Man, I want fine, dude. Where you get her? And, 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 and act like they were a lifelong relationship. He probably sent the 400 deep back home because God met him before he met Jacob. I wish I had somebody. God fights. God fights. Is this making sense? I'm almost done. Go to the next one. Next one real quick. Number seven. Let's hit this and I want to read this real quick. Okay, now watch this. Being broken positions us, here's how I say this, to live a blessed life. Please notice how I'm saying that. Being broken positions us to live a what? Let me show you where I get that from. What verse is that? Verse 29 and 30. Look at this real quick. Real quick, then I'm almost done. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him. So watch verse 30. Then Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. I got to flesh that out real quick. I'm going to do the short version of this. He called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and my life was spared. Let me say this in the simple way as I can. You and I are not ready to live until we see the face of God. Until we encounter God in the trueness of who he really is. So, so here's what he's saying. I had an encounter with God and it changed me. But you got to be quiet long enough for him to wrestle you, to leave with all the voices in God in your head. So he can reveal himself to take the darkness out, to shine his light on it, so we can see him and see who he really is and give him a chance to change your name. That only happens in intimate worship, wrestling with God. Sunday morning church service, don't do that. Grandma and them said it this way. I woke up this morning with my mind, yeah. Then they didn't have cars like we have. They had to go catch the bus. So on the way to the bus stop, they say, I'm walking and talking with my mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, you hear me? And Grandma and them didn't have much theology, but when Master and them used to get on their nerves, They'd say, I'm singing and praising with my mind. Are you hearing me? Stay on. Yeah, I want y'all to hear me. If you, if, unless your mind 
is stayed on Jesus like that, you're not ready, let me say we're not ready to face life in that manner. Does this make sense? Now, here's the last thing and then I'm done. And Pastor Kay, come, we're going to pray. And I want us to just, just to take a moment for us to deal with us. Go to number seven, number eight, and then watch this. Being broken but blessed changes your approach to life. You're going to do what? Walk. Look, 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 look at the text. Verse 28. The sun rose above him as he passed. Who? Peniel. And the text says he was doing what? Limping because of his hip. And verse 32 says, therefore to this day the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip. Because of the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Now, what I really like about that is the last time Rachel and Leah and Bilhah and Pilah, whatever the name was, saw him and Reuben and them and, 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 and Joseph and, 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 and Judah and, and Naphtali and Dan. And the last time they saw their daddy, daddy had his chest puffed out because daddy said, I got this. Y'all go on. Here's how we're going to fix this situation. We're going to send a couple of sheeps ahead. And when we see Esau, he's going to get some. And when we see this happening, and he thought he had it. So when they saw their dad, they expected full well that he was walking like a showing up brother. You know, he, he, just, he just coming. That's what they thought they would see. But, but when they encountered Jacob, here, here, here he was. Daddy, what happened? I met God. Y'all not hearing me. Daddy, what happened? I had an encounter with God. Daddy, matter of fact, don't call me Jacob no more because I stopped tricking. I stopped manipulating. Come on now. I stopped stealing and I stopped all that stuff. So I have a different walk because of my encounter with God, and I'm trying to get you to hear me to say, I, I need y'all to see me drag my leg. There is no way you can see God and still be the same way you are. God will change you. Don't tell me you encountered God and you still cussing like you did before you met God. Stop lying to yourself. Don't tell me you encountered God and you still stuck on the same substance you were stuck on before you met him. Quit lying to yourself. Don't tell me you met God and your black book is still the same size as it was before you met God. Quit lying to yourself. If you've met God, there ought to be something different about you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You ought to have a new walk. You ought to have a new talk. You have a new thing about you because we encountered God. You've been broken. Now you're positioned for the blessing. God will change your name. He will change your character. I wish I had time to tell you my testimony. Man, you're looking at somebody that used to be an arrogant little something. But Lord, when God got done with me, when God got done, finished with me, are you hearing me? I have nothing to brag about. In the words of Paul, what was to my prophet, I count as loss. Let me help you all with perspective. People meet me and here's what they ask me. What's your name, Felix? Why, why don't you say Pastor Gilbert, boy, but for the grace of God, y'all not hearing me. So title do not define me. Educational status do not define me. Are you with me? Accomplishments in life do not define me. In the words of Paul, I am the least of these because I encountered God and I thank God that it was only a touch and not a slap. I thank God. So Paul puts it this way in Philippians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who even though he was equal with God, taught it not robbery, but he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. God wants to break us so he can bless us. 
And in the words of Paul in Galatians chapter 2, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives where? And the life I live in the flesh, I live after the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Leave me alone with my lips. It reminds me of what God did in me. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I'm a scuba diver and I'm done. And on dive boats, you go on these dive boats and you're out there for a week. And I got a cut like from here to here. And I never forget when, when uh, that surgery after the cancer, um, I was all embarrassed to go to the beach. My wife would say to me, that's your testimony. So now when I'm on a dive boat, shirts off and big old cut. And it never fails. Dang, dude, what happened to you? Man, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Let me tell you about my limp. <laughs> God did that for you? What kind of God is that? I'm glad you asked. Now let me tell you about my God. <clears throat> Are you with me? Are you hearing me? Here's my prayer, and, and I know we're a little long, but here's my prayer. I want us all to search ourselves and don't be afraid to call out a character defect. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Let's not lie this morning. Caution. Don't say it out loud. Everybody up in here ain't delivered yet. Right. Say it in your head. <laughs> but at least call it out. Are you hearing me? Come on, y'all. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Stand to your feet. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Pastor Katani, come on, baby. Come on a minute. Amen. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. We want to get to blessing, but we must be broken. We want to get to blessing, but we must be broken. God, break me. God, mold me. God, shape me. God, do what you need to do in me. And if God is speaking to you this morning and you feel the need to come to this altar and lay it before the Lord, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Let God be God this morning. Go for it. Let God move. Let God move.